Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy to assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. Thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. Fauci got COVID because others were careless. Jamil Hill tells a fellow African-American he's racist. And, um, well, the notorious KJP is at it again. All of that coming on a Fish Fry Friday edition of the show. I'm Andrew Coppins. He is Patrick Oney, otherwise known as at the Pat Oney Show. I'm at the Coppin Show on all of your socials. Of course, do not forget, you can always watch on our Rumble page, rumble.com backslash critical thinking. And you can listen via podcast wherever you find your podcast. Please rate, review, like, thumbs up, whatever your favorite podcasting platform does, because believe it or not, it's literally how people find this podcast. It, it, it takes 10 seconds out of your day to do so. And of course, speaking of the podcast, <clears throat> if you are at a gathering or a party or or family function or whatever, you've got one task this weekend. Make one other person in your sphere download this show. One person. That's all we're asking for. Just one person. Tell them about the show. Make them download it. Make them listen to it. That would be fantabulous. That's all we're asking of you. And with that being said, Pat, it is a Fish Fry Friday on the show. Of course, we've got B or Not the B. We've got a brand new Richard of the Week and the Friars coming up later. But before we get into all of that wonderful goodness um, and, and the non-political question of the day for the two of us. So I have to quickly say this before we get into all of that stuff. Um, my thoughts, not just prayers, but um, my heartfelt thoughts and prayers and hopefully some money and um getting it into the hands of the people who can do good uh go out to my home state of wisconsin um wednesday was absolutely brutal up and down the state um there are thousands of people still as of this friday morning without power um after storms trees devastated places um, tornadoes devastated part of the state. Um, yeah, it was not good. Uh, it was a pretty brutal Wednesday. So, um, my thoughts, my prayers, um, I'm glad that my friends are okay. Um, some of them are telling me that they likely are without power until the 19th at the earliest. That's how bad, um, the devastation is that, uh, power 
the the first thing that people always try to restore in these situations is that devastated um that we're talking about power being out for four or five days for some people um so if you feel so inclined um i would ask for a donation to team rubicon um that that is their specialty disaster relief and um you know helping people find temporary shelter and and all of that sort of stuff so check out team rubicon online uh, make a donation that's where i'm making my donation uh, don't do the american red cross please don't um that they, they have no no way of really helping and 90 percent of that money goes to their overhead anyway um team rubicon 100 of your donation goes to disaster relief it doesn't go into the the administrative cost or anything like that. Um, they do some other things throughout the year for that administrative cost. Um, so check out Team Rubicon online and uh, donate away. All right. With that having been said, Mr. Patrick Oni, are you ready for our non-political question on this Friday, this Fish Fry Friday? Uh, of course I am. All right. Having said all of that, um, lay that question on me. You're going to go first. All right. If you could start over, and by start over, I mean with your career, what would you do and why? This is an interesting question, and I ponder this because, you know, we don't want to spring these on each other because some of these are philosophical in nature. Um, But I came to this conclusion as I thought about this overnight, Pat. I wouldn't change anything. I wouldn't do anything different. Not one bit. I, I wouldn't want to go backwards. And and it goes to and and I when you were gone, um, the last week when you were gone, I announced um the project that we are working on, um, that we are close to being able to launch um the first episode or two of. And and I thought about it from that perspective as well. Because what is reviving liberty? It is supposed to be a podcast and a a movement. That while it looks backwards, it's meant to inform looking forward, right? So why would I change anything about my career path? Because it's gotten me to where I am today. And unless you are super unhappy about that, I, and even if you are super unhappy about that, what could you possibly change about your past that will make any different? And if you did... This is the whole, if you alter the space-time continuum argument, right, of science fiction movies. If you alter that, what says that you are going to be successful or unsuccessful or middle of the road any different than you are now? So for me, I wouldn't change anything because my career path has been varied. It's taught me a lot. And... I think that's ultimately the only thing that you can expect from work and career is that you learn, that you grow, and that hopefully it it provides for your family, whether that is you're rich or you're middle class or you're working class, poor, or whatever have you. I I don't know if I would change anything. I, I, I don't think looking backwards and saying, man, I wish I could do this is helpful towards looking forward. The only thing that would be helpful if you wanted to make change or do something different is to recognize that the here and now is not great for you or that you want to make a change 
and then be introspective of the past so that it positively affects your future. And that's the point that I'm making in the point of reviving liberties, that this is how do we take the past, learn, understand, but make it so that it is positively affecting the future. You are no fun. It's not about being fun. It's about being, it's about realizing that. No, I, so I get, I get what you're saying. Don't get me wrong. I do. Mm-hmm. I get, I, I absolutely get what you're saying. I I'm, I'm ultimately in the same boat. However, I wasn't thinking about this. If I would change it, I'm saying if you could change it, in other words, like if yeah, you I couldn't wouldn't. be a real estate agent, what would you be? This, I, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> we're doing, we're doing all of the things, correct? That we would want to do. Wouldn't change a thing. At the end of the day, I wouldn't change a thing because anything that I struggled through, anything that I went through, you know, put me where I am. So I'm cool. Um, even if there's been rocky roads and rough times, that's the life of entrepreneurship and betting on yourself, right? I, I just wouldn't change anything. Like there's nothing that says to me, oh, gee, I wish I would do that. I've been blessed enough to cover professional and uh, collegiate sports. I've been blessed enough to work in the startup world. I've been blessed enough to work in real estate and in radio. I've been blessed enough to build something for myself and my family. I've been blessed enough to do all those things. So why would I change any of it? You know what I'm saying? Like there's nothing that I haven't wanted to do that I haven't tried. So. Fair enough. And your answer? Um, I mean, I, I went a very different route than obviously what you did. I mean, ultimately, I'm happy, very happy with where I am. I'm very happy with the experiences that I've had. Um, and, and everything that I've done is, is brought me to where I am today. Um, and I ultimately wouldn't change it. But if, if I had to, if I had to, I thought about this. Uh, I probably would have gone to law school mm. and I would be a lawyer. Uh, would probably be number one, but I've also like like as I've gotten older, um, and you know just things I like to read and, and research and, and stuff like that. I I might have gotten into engineering, specifically like aerospace engineering. In um, which case, you would have gone to Iowa State University, the number one aerospace engineering uh, school in the country. Mm-hmm. It know. is the number one aerospace engineering school in the country, by the way. Hey, just because it's number one doesn't mean it's where I would have gone. But uh, well, if you're if you're changing things, you you go for the gusto, right? You go all the way. You go to the number one school. Mm. That's like saying like like if I'm going to go to law school, I'm going to go to Harvard. I don't know that I would have gone to Harvard. No, I probably maybe the only thing I would have changed is like. I would maybe gone to like Hillsdale, but even Iowa State University is probably for all of the liberalization of of academia, one of the more conservative public land grant universities that exist. Eh, Probably. Trust me, I've been there. Now, it's changed in the last 
decade plus, but um, yeah, I'm just saying. Go Cyclones. But yeah, I, I agree with you. Like if I thought about it from that perspective, um, law school probably would have been a route. Um, you know, having done um, mock trial and like competitive mock trial in, in high school and stuff like that. Um, either that or um, done something in the realm of political science. I mean, I, I studied for the LSAT. I never mm-hmm. took it, but I studied for it. I mean, the, the plan was when I graduated college was law school. Here's the thing. Um, I look at it from this perspective. I don't even need to go to law school. All you have to do to become a lawyer is pass the bar. That's it. You and I could go take the bar exam tomorrow. Doesn't mean we're going to pass it. Right? Right. That's all you need. You don't need a fancy degree to do it. Now, is it helpful? Yeah. (laughs) It absolutely is helpful. I'm just saying, like, you know, those those are, hey, if you want to pursue that dream, pursue it. But all of that having been said, Patrick, um, it is time for us to switch some gears. It is time for us to win some of Dominic Izzo's totally legit Wing Chun money. Are you ready? Sure. Because it is time for us to play the B or not the B on this fabulous Fish Fry Friday. Got the headline ready? I got the headline. Study shows kids who are homeschooled could miss out on opportunity to be gay communists. Study shows kids who are homeschooled could miss out on opportunity to be gay communists. Is this the B or not the B? That is the question. While you're thinking about that, Andrew Coppins, folks, if you haven't yet, go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Look up some different flavors. Look up some different flavors to potentially try. Mm-hmm. Um, because DM is just getting back on his feet and everything, um, you know, they, they may be limited in what they can do right now in terms of, of flavors and on how quickly they can get everything out to you. Um, but it would be helpful. That is probably the number one way that you could help out um, DM and his family right now and also to be able to support his small local business that can technically ship anywhere in the country. So go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com. They've got all sorts of cool stuff over there. It's AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Now, just just so everybody knows, uh, uh, the update I got from Dave is that um, they're probably about two weeks behind on production. Uh Um, So Uh expect a little bit of a delay from order to uh, delivery. Fair enough. All right. Study shows kids who are homeschooled could miss out on an opportunity to be gay communist. Is this the B or not the B? Andrew Coppins, your answer. Well, considering um, I had looked at the Babylon B and looked at notthebee.com two days ago for this, um, this story was on the Babylon B. But yes, this is this is true. If you are homeschooled, you miss out on the opportunity to become a and they also missed the mark. This is something that bothers me. They missed the mark on this headline, Pat. Why? Not gay communist. Trans communist. They missed it. They're not <clears throat> they're not indoctrinating you into being gay, right? They're telling you your gender is fluid. They're telling you that uh, if you play with certain things, right? 
or you mm. want like have certain character traits, right? That you're probably trans. You're not exactly who your biological body tells you you are, right? That's not gay. It's trans-communist. They missed it. This is the first time I can ever say that, that the Babylon Bee missed the right satirical headline. That's actually kind of true. It should be, if you're homeschooled, you miss the opportunity to become a trans-communist. Well, in any case... Education experts are warning about the detrimental effects of homeschooling as it may cause children to miss out on their opportunity to be gay communists. The two essential rules of public education are to turn kids into communists and make them gay, said AFL-CIO President Randy Weingartner. If education fails to accomplish both of Wait, 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 AFL-CIO? That's what it says. But she's not the head of the AFL-CIO. That's what it says. She's the head of the American Federation of Teachers. That's what it says, bro. (sighs) If education fails to accomplish both of those things in the life of a child, it has failed miserably. Studies show that homeschool kids may excel in advanced mathematics, literature, history, Latin debate, civics, religion, music, art, theoretical physics, and physical fitness. Most kids educated by their parents fall woefully short in essential subjects like communism and being gay. We need common sense regulation of homeschooling to ensure the nation's kids are sufficiently perverted by gender theory and fully ready for for the violent overthrow of the Republic to usher in a glorious communist utopia, said Weingartner. No child should be left behind. Lawmakers discussing the program to send drag queens to homes of homeschoolers, but insisted they have to repeal the Second Amendment and take away guns first. Also, uh, a side note here. Um, to celebrate Pride Month, Mattel has released the first ever pregnant man doll, Pregnant Ken. You can have all sorts of fun with clearly male Ken, with a clearly male Ken doll and his pregnant belly. Available wherever non-gender specific toys are sold. Yeah, they really did miss the mark on this one, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, I, I, okay. I can see that, but it, it's it's still it's still pretty good satire. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely good satire, good satire. Not great it is not their best effort, but I'll put it in like the upper fifty percent category. Mm. And to be fair, I, I don't know that we would have done any better, mm. other than so, changing uh, the headline and and maybe putting trans instead of gay. Yeah, yeah. But by the way, speaking of gay, Pat. Um, I have to ask my question, and this goes yes, back to yesterday's discussion here on Critical Thinking. And by the way, if you didn't listen to yesterday's show, now would be a great time. Hit the pause button, go back and listen or watch. Again, rumble.com backslash critical thinking or wherever you find your podcast. Uh, go ahead and do that. But my question kind of revolves around our discussion yesterday about the NFL and its uh, football is gay campaign, which I noticed part of that was coming um, last 
fall. Like they, they kind of were like testing the waters of that. Like you had to really pay attention to see it. Right. But I thought to myself, as we had this discussion yesterday, what would it take for you to stop watching the NFL, including your favorite team? Because I talked about this, Pat. I watch less NFL football than I have ever in my life. And I've basically gone to watching my team, and that's about it. Now, I might check out later in the season games that are important to the playoff seeding or ability to get into the playoffs of my favorite team. But by and large, we have talked about stop supporting businesses that insult you. Right. The NFL is insulting you to your face by doing what? Football is gay, and that's fine if you want to talk about it as as a a Pride Month slogan. But is football also faith? Is football also family? They never right. bother to represent any of the values that we hold, ever, ever. There's not one tweet about Easter. There's not one tweet about Christmas other than uh, celebrating the football games that are being played on Christmas Day, right? There's nothing to talk about family. They wrap themselves in the flag for sure in the month of November for salute to service, but it's all about them making a dollar by selling you that salute to service hat or whatever right. else, right? It's right. never actually about that because why? We know that up until they got caught with their pants down, they were charging the um, the various branches of the military to put them on screen during salute to service. The Army, the Navy, the Air Force, the Marines... They had to pay to play, if you will. They don't give a rip about actually doing that. So I asked this question again. What would it take for you to stop watching the NFL, including your favorite team? What would it take? So I, I thought about this, and the answer really for me is not much, if, if anything at all. Because here's, here's the thing. I've never really been one... And I would do this maybe every once in a rare while, maybe around the Super Bowl I would do this, or in the playoffs I would do this. But I generally only watch my team anyway. Um, however, the last this last season, I never watched a game. Um, mostly because that is I I don't really get Ravens games out here um on tv most of it's like you know bronco raider type games or or even like your la chargers or la rams type games Mm -hmm. 49ers stuff like that Mm -hmm. that that are on your local channels um i've never had any desire to like get like nfl all access or anything like that right um so so really for me it, it it really isn't much if anything at all and like i i still because the the Baltimore Ravens have been, I mean, they've been one of the more woke franchises um, in the last couple of years, and it 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 makes it really hard to watch. Um, so I I just I mean I keep track like I get Bleacher Report updates on my phone and stuff like that, but I don't I haven't watched a game in over a year. So for me, it's it's really not much if anything at all. Okay. No, that's fair enough. I mean, I think that's, you know, one of those things. Um, For me, this is a really difficult question to answer 
uh, because I do hold that philosophy, right? Don't don't support businesses that insult you. It's why I don't don't spend money at uh, Soldier Field if I can help it, right? At least on events that are um, tied to the Chicago Bears, because there are events at Soldier Field in which, by the way, the city of Chicago owns the stadium, right? So if you go there and you're spending your money and it's not a Bears game, it's going directly into the coffers of the city that I call home. So don't mind that. But when it comes to the Bears, right, I don't want to give them any of my money, right? So that's part of that philosophy. Um, But I also look at it from this perspective. I grew up in a state in which it's not just the football game, right? Green Bay Packer football on Sundays is not just about the football. This is a this is socially ingrained, right? This is part of the culture of the state of Wisconsin. What do you do on Sunday? You go to church, and the joke around uh Green Bay often is okay, so when is the Packer game? And why do you want to know that? Because if you know that the Packer game's at noon, your best bet is to go to the 11 a.m. mass. Why? Because you know the 11 a.m. mass is about to be over in 40 minutes <laughs> so that everybody can get home for kickoff, right? But it's also about the food, the family, the the friends that gather to watch the games and, and all of those things. And that's the hard part to give up, right? Is how do you, how do you replace that, right? If you start to... Because that's culture, that's community, that's all of those things together that suddenly dissipate. And you don't want to lose that. So where does that void get filled? Um, and I'm not saying that you have to always ever support the Green Bay Packers. I'm not saying that. But I'm what I am saying is that because of that being so socially ingrained into the society, into the community in which I come from, that's really, really difficult. Now, I will say this. We've seen the Green Bay Packers donate to Planned Parenthood of Wisconsin, right? Only to, whoa we just got caught with our pants down, right? Trying to claim that, well, they do other things outside of abortion and none of our funds will go to abortion, right? They tried that claim and people called them on their bullcrap. I will say this. If they go down this route of football is gay in a way in which they're overt on this and they start to insult the community in which they exist. Because I will tell you this. Yes, Green Bay, Wisconsin is kind of red, bluish, kind of purplish in nature. It can go either way in elections. Largely has gone Donald Trump the last two election cycles, voted for Barack Obama, voted for, I believe, McCain in 2008. And went for um, for Bush, so it has it swings, but it swings because of the working class, right? There's a large union presence in Green Bay, Wisconsin. There's a large working class. Um, if you start insulting that working class and the values that they hold, if you start to be woke, Green Bay Packers, in a overt insulting way. That's how you kill your own goose, right? You cook your own goose that way. Um, I think that's what it would take. 
Because I also look at it from the perspective, I don't have to agree with everything. I'm never going to agree with everything. To have some sort of ideological purity, there's a difference between having a disagreement on like an organization that they donate to and a they're just insulting you and your values. So I think that's what it would take. And right now, that's not the Green Bay Packers because the Green Bay Packers are ingrained in the community. They are. When they start to become not understanding of the community in which they exist and the the faith, the family, the community that is Green Bay, Wisconsin, by and large, Green Bay, Wisconsin is like 70% Catholic. You know what I mean? Like people still go to church on Sundays. People still do that. It's church. You know, we, we always joke. It's it's God, family, Green Bay Packers, right? And if the Green Bay Packers try to make themselves God, that's what it would take for me. Because I can I take think, or leave I, the rest of the NFL. Yeah, right, right. See, I, I think I think the better question for me is what what would it take for me to give up all things Ohio State? Right, I right. Think, I think I think it would be because like that that from where I grew up, that is the community, right? Like that is right. the what every like the sport that everyone surrounds themselves around is Ohio State football. Yes, you have your Bengals and your Browns fans, but for where I grew up in in Ohio, it's not the same as if I were up in Cleveland or down in Cincinnati, right? Right. right. Um, I grew right. up more in the, in, the central area. And I think that just speaks to the differences in culture throughout the United States. Like you look at Alabama, right? It's Auburn, Alabama football. You look at Texas, it's the Longhorns, it's the Cowboys, you know, but they would take the Longhorns over the Cowboys more broadly, right? Um, It's just Green Bay Packer football is very different in that aspect of that. It is culture. It is community. It is very different than 90% of NFL franchises. It really is. Maybe you could say Minnesota. Um, Chicago's a great sports town. But even then, on Sundays, because the Bears have been so bad lately, you can see that people are meh. Even when the Packers suck and have sucked in my lifetime, you showed up. Lambeau Field was sold out. You tailgated, you had fun, win, lose, or ass whooping. And it was more about the 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 people than it was about the football for a while. Now it's about the football and the people. Um but yeah, I, I just it would take a lot, and that's the honest question. It really would, because it's hard to to let go of that, right? So fair enough. Yeah. It's not easy. It, it it would be like um, asking Texans to give up barbecue. That ain't happening, right? <laughs> hey, by the right. way, you guys can never barbecue again in the state of Texas. <laughs> um, pretty sure that's not going to happen. Well, what? But yeah. So anyway, that having all been said, Pat. I believe it is also time for us to uh, start looking at um, the naughtiness of this week. Because it is time to crown a brand new Richard of the Week. All right. 
And boy, oh boy, were there a lot of Richards going around this week. Um, so whom are our nominees for Richard of the week this week? Well, we're going to start with um, the Surgeon General, Dr. Jerome Adams. Oh, you mean the former Surgeon General under oh, yeah, former, or, yeah, former, Donald former Trump? General. I, sh- I should I should under that. Donald Trump. Uh-huh. Jerome Adams. Um, because he, he kind of sort of suggested that uh, Fauci got COVID because others were careless. Oh, no, no, no. He didn't kind of sort of suggest that, Pat. He, he did. just flat out suggested yeah. that. That's right. Uh-huh. <clears throat> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, then we have, of course, Vladimir Putin for his war crimes against Ukraine. Then we have Jamil Hill. Um, and what? Who, who was it that she she called like another uh, black journalist racist, right? No, no, no. She just called another African American. Uh, oh, gotcha. gotcha. Not racist. A white supremacist. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Great. And then finally, we uh-huh. have Greg Bishop, which. We talked about the other day with his column in Sports Illustrated. <sighs> there you have it. Yeah, she called Elon Musk a white supremacist for voting for. Oh, it was Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. Wait for Ooh. this, Pat. How white supremacist is Elon Musk? I feel like there's a game in here. Not. Well, he's so white supremacist that for the first time in his entire life, he voted for a Republican. And that Republican happened to be, now wait for this, a non-white Latina, the first Mexican-born person to ever be elected to Congress. That is how white supremacist Elon Musk is. Jamil Hill be so dumb. For so real, dumb. so dumb, so dumb, for real. Mm. And, and you mentioned another person here, Pat. Who was uh-huh. the other, who was the last one that you mentioned? Greg Bishop. Oh, you He's mean the- for telling us that faith in football versus the <clears throat> American democracy. Right, yep, yep. That that Sports Illustrated column we covered, I think, on was on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, they just keep on keeping on. Oh, by the way, have you heard this about uh, the, the wokest of the woke sports uh, brands out there? Uh, the Atlantic? They, I mean, the Athletic. Uh, Oops, Freudian slip. They're probably yeah. one in the same. <laughs> sure, but what, uh, what happened with the Athletic? Uh-uh. Well, uh, the new CEO of The Athletic, uh, brought to you by the New York Times, by the way, now. Uh, new York Times owns The Athletic. Um, no woke sports anymore. Keep your politics. Basically, stick to sports. Keep your politics out. And, and his realization is, guess what? There are people who want to read you who, who don't agree with your politics. Regardless of which side of the aisle you're on, by the way. They, they might agree. They might not agree with your politics. 
They don't want to hear your politics mixed in with sports. Yeah, now, this is, how I this, like is this is the thing that uh, I would find hilarious, Pat. Mm. For one season, I would challenge for one season any of the reporters that cover the NFL today to not ask a single non-sports question to only focus on the sports and report on the sport. Here's why that will never happen. Because the vast majority of these morons don't come from a sports background. Most of these people are political. They couldn't tell you how to properly throw a football if it bit them in the ass. They wouldn't even know the mechanics of throwing a football. Oh, by the way, if you're six foot five, how is it different than if you're six foot three, right? They've never bothered to take the time to study the thing they're covering. And what would happen is they would be exposed as complete and utter frauds. They have no idea what the hell they're talking about, about the X's and O's or how a game uh, plan was put together and executed or fell apart or any of those things. Because they're too busy tweeting to make funny during a game, right, to go viral during the game, then paying attention to the game itself. They have no idea what the hell is going on most of the time, nor do they care enough to ask the coach other than tell me about XYZ big play in the game. If you actually listen to a, a uh, press conference before, during, or after a game, and you ever wonder to yourself, how the hell did these people get a job? It's because of their politics. It has nothing to do with their acumen or ability to ask pertinent questions about the game they're supposed to be covering. Like, I feel like half the time when I get a sideline reporter or somebody asking questions at halftime or just after the game, right? Um, I feel dumber having had to listen to that, right? It's because they don't know what the hell they're talking about, yeah. nor do they care. That's the rub. Anywho, off of my soapbox, um, do we have a winner? We do. Uh -oh. This week's winner is Vladimir Putin for his war crimes in Ukraine again. Oh, boy. So there you have it. So now that we're done with the political or non-political portion of today's show, um, <clears throat> is it time for the fryer, Pat? It is time for the fryer. Because I've got a lot to go into the fryer today. So uh, okay. why don't we just hit it up? That's right. It's time for the fryer. And the very first thing to go into the fryer, Pat. Uh, remember the uh, disinformation governance board uh, from like almost two months ago now? Yeah. And remember what I told you? They were going to do this anyway. They would just find a different way to do this, right? That, oh, guess what? We got caught. So we're going to we're going to find a different way. We're just going to rename it and repackage it. But it's going to be the same shit, right? Yeah. 
<clears throat> from the Daily Wire, new Kamala Harris task force looks a lot like the disinformation governance board. Who saw that coming? This guy over here. Oh, I I, I think everyone saw that coming. But but did everyone see that Kamala Harris would be heading this upcoming? Well, you see, Vice President Kamala Harris announced the launch of a new White House task force on Thursday. So it's not even her. It's the White House. Addressed at. Excuse me. Aimed at addressing online harassment and abuse. The task force, according to Thursday's announcement, plans to address all online harassment and disinformation, but will also focus specifically on the disproportionate online harassment faced by women and girls and people within the LGBTQ community. Also, what's a woman? What's a girl? Asking for a friend. (laughs) So, President Biden, according to the White House, is going to... Sign a presidential memorandum establishing the White House task force to address online harassment and abuse, responding to the need for government leadership to address online harms which disproportionately affect women, girls, people of color, and the LGBTQI plus tilde ampersand individual. The press release stated that, going on to note that the task force would include, wait for this, Attorney General Merrick Garland and Surgeon General Vivek Murthy. Because remember, remember, racism is a national health crisis. And and, oh, there's still some more. Oh, boy. The task force primary goal will be to, quote, produce recommendations for the federal government, state governments, technology platforms, schools, and other public and private entities to prevent and address technology-facilitated gender-based violence, including a focus on the nexus between online misogyny and radicalization to violence. This is literally the Disinformation Governance Board, just by a different name, with the exact same focus, just internalized, by the way, instead of we're going to focus on foreign versions. Do you know why Merrick Garland and uh, Vivek Murphy are on there? I I have a theory. We're right. I mean, the, the, the DOJ is already targeting parents who dare say, uh, uh, no, I don't want my daughter raped by a dude in the girl's bathroom because the dude said he was a girl. And wait a second. He's actually a dude who doesn't actually identify as a girl. He just used that to, where it's almost like I saw that coming back in like 2015 when uh, we were having this whole bathroom build discussion. Hmm. Strange. And, and then and then with Vivek Murphy, is it is it to to combat what they would consider to be disinformation on COVID? No, it's because again, like I said, racism is a national racism. health crisis. So there you go. And, and misogyny is soon to be a a. Oh, wait, being a white heterosexual male is is uh is bad. That that's basically what they're telling you. That's misogyny. Just just that immutable characteristic that you can't change, right? That your sex and your Oh wait, I identify as a squirrel. I'm not I'm a white squirrel. I'm that rare albino squirrel, Pat. So screw you and your misogyny. 
you racist bigot. All right. All but, right. Um, speaking of um, insanity from the White House, Pat, I, I, I've got a little bit more to throw into the fryer. Because, you okay. see, um, how shall I put this? Um, 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 it is, it is, um, it is um, <clears throat> the notorious KJP who um, – Remember how we were talking about uh, Joe Biden telling us that uh, this is the absolute we're far from the worst when it comes to uh, inflation. And 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 uh, we, we did the things that we did because we knew this was coming and we're going to blunt the. Uh, the effects of inflation, right? <clears throat> I, I bring to you. The utter incompetence of this entire White House. Are you ready? Because the notorious KJP took on Peter Ducey. And clearly she's smart. And clearly Peter Ducey is dumb. You ready? Okay. Okay. Uh, I'll keep that premise in mind as you show me these. Why is the president saying that in... Why is the president saying (laughs) that inflation is worse everywhere but here? Uh, because what we have seen uh, across the globe, first of all, inflation is a global challenge, as we have said. Uh, it is. Uh, it is. It is. It is caused by uh, uh, clearly um, the pandemic, this once in a generation pandemic that we are coming out of, and also uh, most recently uh, the war that uh, that Putin started in Ukraine that has caused inflation as we look at food and as we look at gas prices. So. If you look at globally other countries, um, and if you look at where we are economically, when you think about the Group 7, the G7, uh, we are in a much stronger place than we are economically than than the rest. I thought you said uh, KJP is smart and Peter Ducey is so dumb. Yeah. C- clearly, you know, other countries, the, the, the rest of the world, um, it is, um, it is um, Putin, pandemic. Price hike. Alliteration. I don't know what I'm talking about. So I I disagree. I I, I think it's the other way around. I think Peter Ducey be so smart and KJB be so dumb, but I'm going to give you the chance to redeem yourself. Ah, well, I'm glad because I've got more. And also, I did, I did yep. look globally though. He says that inflation is worse everywhere but here. That's not true. U.S. has worse inflation than Germany, France, Japan, Canada, India, Italy, Saudi Arabia. Well, so why is he saying? That? I think what we are saying is that. Uh, when you talk about inflation, it is a global thing. And it is not just about the United States. This is something that everyone is feeling because of coming out of once in, once in a lifetime pandemic, because of the war that Russia has started in Ukraine. Uh, again, I thought you said that uh, KJP be so smart and Peter Ducey be so dumb. Yet he's showing her that um, there, are, there are places that... Uh, dozens of countries, by the way. Dozens of them. Yeah, that that are, are not as bad as here, that are worse than here. Yeah, that because you said not as bad. Oh yeah, yeah I'm sorry. They're worse. worse on inflation than here. Uh huh. Oh wait, no, they're not. No, they're not. Yeah, 
Turns out that we're worse than France, Germany, blah, 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 blah. You could go down about a half a dozen or over a dozen uh, countries at this point. But it's global. Pat, it's global. Except for we're supposed to believe the president of the United States when he gaslights us and tells us that, oh, by the way, it could be way worse. It could be. Wait, what? No. Wait, we're in the top five for inflation? Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, again, tell me how KGB be so smart and Peter Ducey be so dumb again. Like, like I, 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 I'm not understanding that. Mm. Oh, do I, need, do I need to give you another chance to redeem yourself? Yeah, I, yep. She's got it. Okay. Okay. Why isn't the president asking oil companies to drill more here in the U.S.? Okay, let me just let me just give you a little bit of a rundown of why we are here. Um, when, and just, what, I know his letter was a lot about refining and increasing refining, but that's a lot of oil that comes in from overseas. So why isn't he asking so, companies to drill more here in the U.S.? Well, hold on. So here we go. So this is where we are. I'm going to give you a little bit of a rundown of why we are here and what's going on and why we wrote the letter. So due to decreased demand at the start of the pandemic, U.S. oil refineries reduced their capacity by more than 800,000 barrels per day. Now that consumers' demand has returned, thanks to the president's recovery plan, oil refineries have still not bought refinery capacity back to the pre-pandemic level. So that is the problem, and that is what we're trying to address. At the same time, Putin's invasion of Ukraine put pressure on global supply, and gas prices have gone up by nearly $2 since before the invasion. So President Biden has taken historic actions to elevate this pressure, releasing record amounts of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve and relying, uh, relaying the world to, to, to relaying the world to release, to release oil too. That's that 240 uh, million uh, barrels of oil that he was able to do with his partnership. And so we are now at the highest levels of domestic production. So we actually have uh, of crude oil since April of 2020 with an additional 9,000 approved drilling permits that remain unused, but refinery capacity needs to come back too. So that is what the problem is. We need them to actually refine uh, the crude oil which is not happening and that's what we're calling on oil companies to let, let me uh, let me just look through my notes here so that i can uh, properly re re respond um to your question that i have no idea what the answer is um well, hold on just 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 one second um um I'm sorry, just just one more second uh, here. Well, uh, Pat, it, uh, the, the problem isn't just the ability to refine. Uh, we are we are taking oil from foreign countries, refining it yep. here. Yep. What if we refined oil that we could find here, but you've you've eliminated the ability to um and and, and hear me out, put a pause on any new exploration and, and, and also made it almost impossible for us to explore the current land leases that we have because um supply chain and, and, and also um wouldn't it be pat uh excuse me notorious kjp um wouldn't it be hear me out on this um less expensive to um drill here refine here than um than drill there um, have it put on these massive tanker ships at $120 a barrel and then floated halfway or three quarters around the world and then refined. And it, what? 
I mean, I, I'm just thinking from a logistics standpoint, um, because yeah. and, and also hear me out on this, Pat. Yeah. What is more expensive, the price of a gallon of gas or a gallon of diesel? Regular, unleaded versus diesel. I mean, diesel is more expensive. Diesel is more expensive, than, but it also lasts longer. And also hear me out on this, Pat. Uh, I mean, excuse me, the notorious KJP. Um, Since diesel is more expensive than gas, um, what do these um, ships that ship these things internationally uh, run on? Uh, I'm, I'm guessing uh, diesel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if we <clears throat> hear me out on this, shrink the amount of um, distance that these things have to be shipped via vessels, whether that's trucks, um, ships, whatever, trains, planes, automobiles that, that run on diesel. What if we shrink the distance uh, do we or do we not shrink the overall logistical cost of um, refining and getting that oil to um, and gas to um, the consumer? Well, yes, yes, it it, it would do that, but uh, I think she needs to consult her notes some more um, to to be able to 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 find the right answer. Well, I'm um, glad you said that because she right does consult point. her notes further. Yeah. Um, have to do drill more here in the U.S. Though, we, because we don't need to do that. What we need them to do is, with the oil that's out there, we need the, to, them to refine that oil so that we, so that prices, so that the capacity could go up, and then prices it would go down okay. inherently go down. I, I feel dumber, <clears throat> dumber than I already am, having watched that. I I thought. I thought you said that KJB be so smart and Peter Ducey be so dumb. It, but it, it, it uh, she's going to redeem herself. Are you so, sure? I know the president once said that he was going to end fossil fuel. Is that now off the table? No, we are going to continue uh, to move forward with our uh, clean energy uh, proposal, our climate change uh, and, and so proposal. Is that, is that a priority? So, he, climate I, change I, I, over gas. Prices? No, that's not what we're saying. We're what saying we're saying that we're saying I'm answering I'm answering the question. Wait, so did. Did she say the not so quiet part out loud that their climate agenda is is more of a priority than uh, making gas prices more affordable? Not necessarily. She's claiming that the government's going to walk and chew gum at the same time, basically. But she, but she, she's got it, Pat. She's got it. Hang on. A Are second. you sure? Uh, because I, is his priority lowering gas prices or is it addressing climate change? First of all, we it's you can do both at the same time. What we're trying to deal for, uh, what we're trying to uh, deal with right now is how do we lower cost for American families? And one of the things that we are seeing currently right now with oil refineries is they are using this moment that there is a war in Ukraine to to actually make a profit when they there are steps that they can take so that we can actually lower lower gases low gas prices for families and so the 
president has taken action, right? We talked about the strategic petroleum that he's. I can't believe I'm going to actually say this. I, I, I can't. I can't believe that I'm actually going to say this. I miss Jen Psaki. <clears throat> no comment. Um, <laughs> except for to say, hey, she totally got it, right, Pat? I told you we're going to walk and chew gum at the same time. It's not an either or. Let's see. Let's see if she totally gets it, though, because uh, there's just one more opportunity. One more. Peter Ducey's giving her one more opportunity before uh, the end of all of this. I, I, okay. Tapping into barrels. How much is that lowered prices? It, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Peter. If we had, if the president had not taken the actions that he's taken in the past several months, it would not. It, the prices that we see now would be a lot worse. It's actually blunted uh, some of the increase uh, that could have been. Uh, and so the the president has taken action. He has been a leader. Now he's asking Congress clearly to act in in certain ways, uh, uh, and also asking for the oil refineries to do their part and not make money off of a time of war. That's what we're talking about here. I can't believe I'm going to say this. I, I can't believe I'm going to say it. I miss Anthony Scaramucci. I miss Sean Spicer. D yeah. <laughs> well, we, we, we talked about the great gaslighting that, that uh, Biden did earlier this week and speaking in front of the AFL-CIO convention, right? Holy frick, she... That's nothing compared to this. The absolute gall to suggest that there's people profiting off of Putin's war, right? As they would like to say. That this is about profit. It would be like FDR saying all of those companies who, wait for it, Pat, profited, stayed in business during World War II because they went from producing cars to planes and engines for planes and, and uh, tanks and um, jeeps. Oh, you mean that company that literally sprang up because of World War II? Huh. Um. It would be like that, right? FDR going, how dare you profit off of off of Hitler's uh, hijinks <laughs> or Hitler's Holocaust, right? How dare you profit? You're gouging the American. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. And furthermore, what we have actually seen is when government gets the bleep out of the way. By the way, Pat, did you know if we took off all tariffs on oil production and reserves and all of those things, right? We took them all off. We would save ourselves, wait for this, $800 billion. The consumer would have $800 billion in savings. Just out of curiosity, is that significant? Yeah, very significant. Yeah. More importantly, Pat, and hear me out on this. 
when it costs the company $800 billion less, when it costs the industry $800 billion less to get this thing to you, um, they're going to pass those savings on to you. And here would be why this would happen. Because when things are cheaper, you consume more of it. Do we need to send them um, some economics one-on-one books? We're literally watching these people tell us that Keynesian economics works, except for we're experiencing how Keynesian economics doesn't work. Right. And how modern monetary theory, which is an offshoot of Keynesian economics, is an absolute... And total bullshit economic theory. Yep. Oh, that's right. And, and um, we had to raise interest rates at the Federal Reserve by three quarters of a percent yes, uh, two days ago or yesterday, right? The most since 1994. And yet we've March, April, May raised a half a percent, a half of a percent. We're now at almost 4%. On Federal Reserve interest rates. So, but, but 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 Pat, see, if we didn't do what we did, right? If we just, it would be so much worse. Which, by the way, good call on that because uh, you saw that one coming. Yeah, I mean, can you just imagine? We we blunted, and we 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 we, you people don't understand. Your life would be so much worse. Who created the problem? Inflation is not a consumer problem. Inflation has never been a consumer problem. It is always a government and monetary problem. There's never been, and, and hear me out on this one, Pat, there's never been a boom or a bust period that has happened because y'all consumed too much. Or more importantly, you all freely exercised your ability to interact in the marketplace too much or too little because there's always a basic law of supply and demand and that goes for money so to sum up <clears throat> peter Ducey be so smart and kjb be so dumb kjp yep she be so dumb for real, so dumb, dumb for real. And we could have Jen Psaki getting up there and talking the same talking points, right? Right. But at least she would have a mastery of the subject that she is trying to gaslight us on. Right. She would. This have individual to has no clue what the hell she's talking about. Period. <laughs> amen. It even if she even when she has her notes in front of her, she can't speak on it. She doesn't have a clue what the hell is going on. Say what you want about Jen Psaki, but every time she got up in front of that microphone, she seemed to know her crap cold. Even you if know. it was bull crap, cold bull right, crap. Right, right, right. I'm not saying she was right. I'm just saying she knew what she was supposed to say, and she knew it well. Yes, correct. So I'll give her that. 
Yeah. And with that being said, Pat, <clears throat> let's put a wrap on uh, the fryer. Let, let's take it out. Let's enjoy a good old Wisconsin Southern Comfort Old Fashioned Sour with uh, three olives. And um, let's call it a weekend. Your final right. thoughts. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And Andrew Cobbins isn't an albino white squirrel. Right, you misogynistic, racist, homophobe. Please be smart, be safe, be kind. Have a great weekend. As always, Matthew 547. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.